0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, January 18th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nelly. Here's today's headlines. House Ag, heavy on rookies. Negotiators prep for China talks. And seed firms finally confirm Chinese approvals. Before we start, here's an editor's note. Monday is a federal holiday for Martin Luther King Jr. Day, which means Daybreak will be back with you on Tuesday, January 22nd. House Ag Democrats, heavy on rookies. The House Agriculture Committee's new roster is starting to take shape. The 26-member Democratic majority will have so many freshmen, 12 in all, that Chairman Colin Peterson says he expects at least one of the rookies to wind up chairing a subcommittee. Peterson said, they're all smart, they just need an opportunity to shine. We're going to help them. The committee's Republican side hasn't been named yet, but it will have 21 members, three of whom will be new, according to ranking member mike conaway of texas a freshman could chair a subcommittee peterson also has five veteran members of house ag who had to get waivers to be on the committee four of the five won appointments this year to exclusive committees such as appropriations and ways and means the fifth shelley pingree of maine has been off house ag while serving on appropriations Members of those exclusive A panels are normally not allowed to serve on any other committee. Now, take note, since they hold such waivers, five House Ag veterans, who include Sherry Bustos of Illinois and Jimmy Panetta of California, can't be subcommittee chairman, according to Peterson. He said one member of the group, he didn't say which one, asked to be a subcommittee chair. Peterson said, I said, no, if you had stayed on, you would have been a subcommittee chair. Now you can't be one. The dozen new Democratic ag members come from all of the country. There are three from California, two from New York, one each from Arizona, Connecticut, Iowa, Minnesota, New Jersey, Virginia, and Washington. Spending bill seeks data on USDA relocation. In their latest move to end the government shutdown, House Democrats have decided to force votes next week on a package of fiscal 19 spending bills that were negotiated last year but haven't been enacted. The agreement on the FY19 USDA spending measure includes non-binding report language raising concerns about Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue's plan to move the Economic Research Service of the National Institute of Food and Agriculture out of the nation's capital. U.S. ag trade officials prep for China trade meeting. U.S. ag trade officials are preparing to do their part to represent farmers and ranchers here when China Vice Premier Li Hu heads a delegation to Washington at the end of the month. That according to a source close to the U.S.-China talks, speaking with Agripulse. Just as in the Beijing talks earlier this month, Undersecretary for Trade and Foreign Agriculture Affairs Ted McKinney and U.S. Trade Representative Chief Ag Negotiator Greg Dowd will be participating in the Ag portion of the talks. The ag team will be pleased if China agrees to buy more U.S. commodities. But what they're really after and what they won't be satisfied until they get are reforms that remove tariff and non-tariff barriers to U.S. beef, pork, poultry, grains, and other commodities, according to the source. By the way, Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts of Kansas is expressing cautious optimism that the talks are making progress. It's looking better, Roberts said yesterday holding his hands up to show his fingers were crossed. Relief, finally, for U.S. seed firms. After spending a few days confirming that China really had approved five biotech traits for import, as reported last week, the biotech industry finally could express relief yesterday. But the industry says China still needs to fix its regulatory process. As the U.S. and China continue to conduct trade negotiations, Biotechnology Innovation Organization CEO Jim Greenwood said, it is important that the administration reinforce what American companies and farmers need to see from China, systematic change that results in a predictable, timely, transparent, and science-based decision-making process that facilitates trade. Two of the traits had been waiting six years for approval. Confirmation of the approvals also resulted in Corteva Agrisciences announcing commercial launches this year of Enlist E3 soybeans in Brazil, Canada, and the U.S., and q grain products across the Corn Belt. Both were among the five products okayed by China. Corteva Agricide CEO James Collins Jr. said E3 soybeans incorporate advanced herbicide tolerance through three modes of action and enable use of our proprietary Enlist One and Enlist Duo herbicides. Democrats introduce ag labor legalization. Democrats of the House and the Senate are reintroducing legislation that would protect farm workers from deportation and provide them a path forward to legal status and citizenship. The bill represents a piece of the Broad Immigration Reform Bill in 2013 that would have replaced the H-2A program with an expanded method for farms to access year-round foreign labor. The Democrats' Agricultural Worker Program Act doesn't touch H-2A, But co-sponsor Representative Jimmy Panetta of California said it is well past time to address our nation's severe labor shortage and its impact on our agriculture industry. Keep in mind, any legislative fix to the ag labor program is almost certainly going to have to be a part of a broad bipartisan immigration agreement. Republicans will demand that the ag labor provisions be paired with legislation requiring all employers to use the E-Verify system. A statement from Western Growers Association on the Democratic bill reflects the need for a solution that addresses both existing and future workers. Solving the immigration crisis is a priority and necessity for the agriculture industry. We need legislation that will create a new guest worker visa program and provide a workable path to legalization for our existing workforce and their families. Ag lawyer nominated for federal bench. One of six nominees the White House sent to the Senate Thursday for confirmation to the federal bench has extensive agriculture experience. Peter D. Welty of the Vogel Law Firm is a farm kid from western Grand Forks County and continues to have an interest in the family farm, his law firm bio says. He also has taught agriculture law at the University of North Dakota. If confirmed, he would be a district judge in North Dakota. Here's today's He Said It. Thank you for what you do. God bless and do right and feed everyone. That Agriculture Secretary, Sonny Perdue, and a brief video clip directed to furlough USDA employees, quoting his motto for the department. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, January 18th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board.